Please be seated. In the summer of 2005, shortly after moving to Suwannee, Tennessee, Carrie, my wife Carrie and I had some unfinished business to attend to in Atlanta. So we decided to make the trip back. And the traffic on I-24 was just horrible. It was much like the traffic we, had, we thought we left behind when we left Atlanta. And during the course of this traffic jam, I could see in my peripheral vision this white pickup truck trying to inch up close towards me. And I could sense the man in this pickup truck was trying to get my attention. And I was wondering, what is this man trying to tell us? Is there a brake light out? Is there a door ajar? Does he need directions? So I, I rolled down my window, and he rolled his window down, and I looked at him, and he looked at me. And then he shouted out to me, Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? I was surprised. A little bit amused. I was perhaps just a little bit annoyed. I then answered him that I was about to start seminary in two weeks. He simply said, okay. And he rolled up his window and he wouldn't look at me again. But I was reflecting on that in the car and I found myself admiring that man. Because he wanted to share the good news, which is something that so many of us have difficulty doing. In today's gospel, Jesus says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask of the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus sees that many are ready and willing to hear his message. He sees that his disciples are eager for God to act in the world, to make the kingdom of heaven a reality in a world, an earthly realm where God is in charge and God's people are vindicated. That is what the apostles are hoping for. But the kingdom is greater than that. It is a place where we can experience God's grace, God's love. It is a one-way love, unearned. Grace brings life and sustains life. Grace heals. And we can experience this grace no matter our baggage and no matter how inferior we feel. That is the kingdom Jesus is proclaiming. A kingdom where humanity is restored to God and all of humanity can experience God's grace. Every single one of us. However, more needs to be done in order to spread this message, to announce the kingdom. Therefore, Jesus commands the apostles to pray for more laborers to reap the harvest. The harvest that will help bring about this message of the kingdom. The harvest that will gather up people who are ready to hear the message. Who need to hear the message. The message of God's favor. God's grace. God answers the prayers of the apostles. God will act in the world. However, the apostles will also be agents of change. 
This is no longer a one-man enterprise. Now it is a group effort. Jesus commands them to go and preach that the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus also commands them to heal, knowing when people experience God's love, real healing can happen. However, the ministry of Jesus has always been one of preaching and teaching first and foremost, and that is the command we have from Jesus. We cannot bring healing into the world if we are not willing to preach and teach, if we are not willing to share our faith, if we are not willing to share the good news that God is with us and God loves us. We Episcopalians are good at many things. We do, we do good works as a response to Christ. We clothe and feed the poor. We build houses. We worship and give thanks with reverence. Many of us are faithful in our attendance on Sunday, and many give to the church so that the church can carry out its mission. However, we are uncomfortable sharing our faith with others, even with our friends. We equate evangelism with stories like that man on the highway or other stereotypes which, well, we find unappealing. But the truth of the matter is we are now the apostles and we are required to proclaim the good news. If we expect God to act in the world, we have to be the agents of change. By sharing ourselves and our faith with others, we can bring healing and inch the world ever closer to the kingdom of heaven. One summer, I worked in a hospital in Naples, Florida, and each day we would go from room to room in the hospital and ask people if they wanted to visit, and it was an opportunity for the patients to pray or to talk, and for some patients just to say no and give them some measure of control because they had such little control when they're in the hospital room. And one of the lay chaplains on staff, Ben, met a woman one day, and he went in there to talk to her, and she rejected him, just flat-out rejected him. And she said, all of you Christians are the same. When I tell you that I'm not Christian, you try to convert me and tell me that my beliefs and my past mean that I'm going to hell. She went on with her objections, and when there was finally a pause, Ben told her that if she ever wanted to share her story, he would listen without judgment. And she agreed. So he returned the next day, but she rejected him again. She still feared Christians. She still feared judgment. She probably feared God. And the next day she was discharged from the hospital and that conversation never took place. Well, the same woman was admitted to the hospital again about a week later. And Ben went to her room and she rejected him again. She said, maybe we can talk some other time. And before this happened, the hospital discharged her again. Then another week went by. And she returned to the hospital for the third time. And this time when Ben visited, she said she wanted to talk. He sat and listened for quite a while, and it was quite a life story. 
it was clear that this woman made some mistakes in her life, some serious mistakes. But there were also moments when she was victimized. And she revealed that she would need a liver transplant or she might not make it out of her 30s. And this woman was not whole. She did not have a sense of God's peace within her. She never experienced God's grace, only judgment from other Christians. In fact, she was angry with God. And anger is a killer. However, she started to express interest in a relationship with God. She said to Ben, I think, I think God might finally want me on God's side. Maybe that is why you keep coming to see me. Ben replied, God has always been by your side and has always wanted you on God's side. You only have to accept that and be open to God. God still loves you regardless of your past. And this made her happy. And she smiled and her eyes welled up. And she asked Ben if he would return the next day with a list of scripture readings. So Ben went out and bought her a study Bible, came back the next day with a list of scripture readings in the study Bible. And they talked about scripture for a while. And then she asked if he knew of a church where someone would listen to her without casting judgment on her. And so he went away and came back the next day with that referral which was an Episcopal church, by the way. That's evangelism done properly. <laughs> and the same woman did the most remarkable thing. She asked Ben if he would pray with her. This is the same woman who rejected Christians, who feared judgment, who wanted nothing to do with anybody who was Christian. Now she wanted to pray with one. And now she had an invitation to the church, an invitation to the body of Christ, and an invitation to a life with hope. This is not the story of some heroic chaplain. He merely shared God's grace with a simple message. This was a harvest moment. It was a healing moment. It was the work of the risen, living Christ today. The work of the harvest is not easy. If we look at the apostles, we see that they toiled even after Jesus empowered them for the rest of their life. They labored in the fields until they died as witnesses to Christ. But they did advance God's kingdom. And I'm sure that the woman from this hospital has difficulties ahead too. But the living Christ keeps calling her, inviting her to experience God's grace. The living Christ keeps calling us too, calling us to preach, to teach, and to heal. Now, at the 9 o'clock service, we had a blessing for pilgrims, 18 of them who were going to Greece tomorrow from All Saints. And Greece is a land that has 
brought forth a fruitful and lasting harvest for God's kingdom. And the pilgrims from all saints are going to come home changed in ways that may not be discovered for years. And these changes are all part of their growth in faith, bringing them closer to Christ. And these changes will help equip them for a life out in the fields. They and all of us here are being called to bring the good news out into the world. We are all called out to the harvest. All of us. In what fields might you work? With whom will you share your faith? With whom will you share God's grace?